everybody. Welcome to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and this is my sister and co-host, Heidi Bolt. Hi, guys. How are you tonight? How are you, Hyde? I Well, I'm just from my son's baseball game. Yes, his so first one, It right? was his first baseball game, and there are four, five, and six-year-olds on the field, and it is hysterical. A little. I was there for just a second, and I saw like kids spinning all around yes. in the outfield. And There was a little girl in a skirt. Yes. It was just very cute. That's my kind it of was, baseball. It was fun, but it was hot. It was like 85 degrees. Yeah, yeah, so, but that's okay. We like it. It was we a like good night hot, for baseball. So. We do. Well, we are so excited to be here tonight. We have someone, um, actually a new friend, yes. on the show tonight, and we are so excited to introduce our listeners to her and to the things that she's doing in her life. And um, so we would just like to welcome you, Shell. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. I can't wait for our listeners to hear a little bit more about you and what you're doing. So we ask um, all of our listeners the same three questions to begin with. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Shell. Introduce yourself to all of the H&H listeners. Okay. Well, um, I am Shell. I am a full-time blogger um, as well as a stay-at-home mom. And I also watch my sister's kiddos. Um, And so I've been married to my husband for almost nine years, which is crazy to think. Wow. <laughs> to him. That's so good. Oh, yeah. I got married to him a week after my 19th birthday. Wow. Okay. Um, yes. I'm very young. When we, when we got married, things moved fast. Um, we were dating, engaged, and married all in a little of nine months. Um, when you know, you know, honestly. When you know, you know. <laughs> Shell, that is like my when story. You know, you know. Exactly. I wasn't 19, but wow. that was my exact story. Okay. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Here we are. Yes. We're, we're kindred spirits yes. already. <laughs> and how long have you been married? Um, a little bit longer. We are getting ready to okay. celebrate 13 years next week. 13, that's so, amazing. That yeah. is amazing. It's it goes fun. by fast. It goes by so fast. Well, Just, and I think in, yes. today, in today's day and age, like, that's such an accomplishment. All, nine years, 13 years, like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. So, and you said you're um, a mom. Yeah, so, you're a mom. So tell us, you have a, a baby girl, right? I do have a baby girl. She turned two in January. And like I said, I do watch my sister's kids. So she has a little one that's very close in age to Brave. So uh, that's my daughter's name, Brave. And she um, she feels like she has a sister. Like she honestly thinks that that's her sister. Oh. And it's amazing to have that opportunity to have them um, grow up together every single day. Um so, yeah, my, my sister has a total of four kids, and okay. um, I, I watch, so she has, she has a, an 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 3-year-old, and a 1-and-a-half-year-old. Okay. And so, um, we, I help watch them, and um, so we, let's see, we, we moved here to, in the D.C. area about, gosh, oh my gosh, it's already been almost three years. That wow. just dawned on me, and that's kind of crazy. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. <laughs> um, so we moved here because um, we wanted our children to grow up with each other. So oh. we are living in the D.C. area, and we're absolutely loving it. Oh, I love that so much because Heidi and I, um, I have two children, and then Heidi has three children, and um, we say all the time that they're cousins, but they're like siblings because – they're yes. together so much, and yeah. um, oh, and it's it's like the same story. Um, it, and don't you feel like there's just nothing 
more precious than getting to raise your kids with your sister and letting them experience cousins and being like doing life together? Yes. Absolutely. Since my sister and I, um, she is quite a bit older than me. We have uh, quite a bit of a gap between us. Okay. And so we never grew up together. By the time I was born, she was already out and joined the military. Oh, wow. She was already, like, I think she was stationed in Japan for a a long while while I was growing up. Um, So I never really got to to know her and be close to her. And I always said that I grew up the only child. She had had always said that she had grown up the only child. So it was funny because when I was expressing that, oh, I'm moving to D.C. with my sister, and she was expressing that to others. People are like, what do you mean you have a sister? You said you were the only child. Oh, you wow. You by yourself. <laughs> oh, funny. So for us, yes. So for us especially, it's such a blessing to see them grow up together. Wow. What a gift. Oh, I love that. Okay, so before yes. we I, – I want to hear this story about your move because I know there's so, so much fun, rich truth there. Um, but one yes. thing I want to ask you before we dive into that, Shell, what is something about – your life that feels ordinary? Well, I, I'm definitely very ordinary. I think um, every stay-at-home mom feels very ordinary. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, the, that's what's ordinary about me because yeah. I am in diapers all the time. I have stains all over me. I am always in, you know, my hair up in a bun, yoga pants when I'm inside the house. Like, yeah. I am very much ordinary in that way. And yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes I don't deal with that well, you know, being an ordinary stay-at-home mom, but I think that's what's very ordinary about me. Hmm. Well, I think you're so right. I think, um, that's a real issue for stay-at-home moms is they feel that they're so, they they find their identity in that, which is an awesome thing, but it's also sometimes such a hard thing because it, it does feel like it's just all about the diapers and getting the sippy Mm -hmm. cups and all of the mundane things that we do day in and day out. Well, there's not a there's not a ton of um, praise in it. No, there's not a ton of notoriety, right. if you will. Right when you have vomit on your uh-huh. shirt. Yeah, I mean your two year old doesn't you know <laughs> applaud you for getting him his lunch. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's so good. Like it's I would not want anyone else raising my kids every single day. Right. Exactly. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and I love it because I, I love that you said that, Shell. Because we're going to get into a little bit of kind of the other side of your life, which. Um, uh-huh you know, people see the public side of your life, the social media side of your life, and people could assume so easily that you, that you don't have that ordinary side. Yeah, that it's just all glamorous. Yeah. And so I love that I love that you just started out with that and you're like, I'm just I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm I'm ordinary in all of these oh, ways. Definitely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, that's it's actually funny cuz when I go to um blogger meetups, that's like events where people get to meet the blogger. Yep. Um and it's funny because people do express that to me, like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so, like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm like, ah, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a normal person. I had, I had you know, sippy cups spilled in my car. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have actually yesterday I spilled milk all over my car, and it smelled horrible, like rotten milk all over my car. And oh. I'm like, yeah, this this just happened like an hour ago. <laughs> yep. Real real life right there for you. Yep. 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 That's yep. so great. I love sure it. It doesn't get on my clothes, so I don't smell like um, sour milk when I go to see <laughs> <laughs> My my second my second baby um just 
spit up all the time. And I, I mean, I just smelled like spit up for the first, you know, nine months of her life. And I remember my mom yeah. one time, my sweet mom, and she said, um, you know, you smell like spit up all the time. And I was like, yes, I know. But I would be literally changing my outfit every 10 minutes. <laughs> Yes, oh, yes, goodness. exactly. Oh, so yeah. um, that's the ordinary side of your life. And then tell us something about mm-hmm. yourself that you find extraordinary. Um, so when I was thinking about extraordinary in my life, it's like, for me, I feel like it's hard to kind of to express that in to find actually something extraordinary about me. So I was really thinking about that question, and I was like, you know what, it's actually – nothing I, I really honestly feel like there's really nothing extraordinary about me I feel like it's who is in charge of my story of who's writing it mm-hmm. it's what's extraordinary and we're going to dive in obviously later mm-hmm. what my story is but when you look at it from where I started and from where I am now um that in itself is an extraordinary and that's because it's the person who is taking control of that um which is God you know and yeah. um for for me, when I look at my life, from you know, from like I said, from the beginning to right now, from where we're at, yeah, it's pr- it's pretty amazing where mm. I have ended up in life. Mm. Can you tell? So where where did you start in life? So I was um, adopted at age twelve. Wow, um, age twelve for the first yes, age twelve, and. For the first 12 years, it was I have a very complicated story, and it's almost hard for me to kind of to kind of talk about it because, in a sense, that I am still to this day trying to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. So just recently, I had actually found out that a lot of what I was told about my past was actually a complete lie. Wow. And I took that extremely hard, mm. and um, it 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 sent me into a stage of depression mm. because I remember having vivid memories of things that had happened to me, but being told, "No, this is not this is not what happened. Mm. This is not how it went." And for me, I felt crazy. I felt like a crazy person. I was like, "Do I have memories?" Um, for instance, of being in a car very late at night outside of a club or a bar and just being alone, like at the age of four to the age of about um, maybe six, Um, just being alone in a car, crying all night. Mm. And, you know, I I didn't realize it was what was going on. Um, When I expressed these memories, um, you know, I was being told, no, that never happened. That's a lie. I was very, wow. it was very hard on me because I didn't know. I was like, okay, am I, am I just lying to myself and, yeah. you know, making me believe in, in this? And, you know, when I am being asked about my past and how I got adopted, like, I don't know what's true. Hmm. And so when I had found out that a lot, a lot of it was true and what exactly happened, it broke me. Yeah. It but, broke me because yeah. it's so I mean, tender for, for that instance. It, it felt like all the puzzle pieces were coming together, but, um, the, the first 12 years was really hard. 
Yeah. And so um, I, I got adopted at age 12, um, lived, you know, lived a great life and um, was brought up in a Christian family. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until recently that I kind of really experienced the truth about where I am, who I am, and where I kind of came from. Wow. So when you found all of that out, were you already married at that point? Yeah, yes. Um, okay. Because honestly, this was only about two years ago. Wow, okay. So how... Two, two and a half years ago. Because probably for your husband, I obviously don't know your husband, but I know that men are so protective, and especially when it comes to their to their chick. Um, man, that had to be tough for him to watch you walk through that season of probably grieving and trying to pick up the pieces and figure out who you were. Um, right. Did that, yeah. did that kind of pull you guys together or was there like, was that difficult to kind of keep your marriage tight through that? Yeah. During the season, it was, I, I tend to, um, I tend to go through my own battles like by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't usually like, I don't asking for help. is really hard for me. Yeah. Um, so I tried to, tackle them myself and kind of bottle it up. So it was, it was a strain. Um, it definitely was. Um, it honestly, unfortunately set me into postpartum depression because that was right after I had, uh, brave. And so that was a very hard season in life. Definitely. Yeah. What did you, how did you overcome that? Cause you, you know, that's something that a lot of women deal with postpartum depression, but then you also have this, you know, huge life, issue that comes up at the same time. So what did you do to, to walk through that? Um, I am involved in a mommy's group, um, for my church Mm -hmm. and it's kind of nice because I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest one there. So Mm -hmm. I have a lot of mentors, Yeah, a lot of wonderful mentors and I'm surrounded by women in that group that are prayer warriors. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I could come to them and, um, Seek prayer, and I told them, you know, this is what I'm going through, and um, I don't want to go. Um, I don't want to take depression medication, and I, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, I want to. I want to break the curse yes. of depression anxiety that runs in my family. I want it. Amen. I want it to end here. Yeah. I don't want it to, um, you know, seep into my daughter and my grandchildren. Yes, mm-hmm. I was. I was very much like this. This in the name of Jesus needs to go away. Yes, yes. and so I was surrounded by prayer. Um, and for three months, like, I really felt those prayers, mm. and um, I myself was honestly just begging and pleading the Lord, um, yep. please take this away from me. Yeah. Wow. And without a doctor, I don't recommend this to anybody else, but without a doctor, I had stopped my medication and told my, I told my mommy's group for support of, like, you know, I'm stopping it. I need prayer. Um, also, too, just to let, you know, have, like, the accountability, if, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, when I stopped it, um, honestly, it, it was, like, a 360. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, it, I really do feel like God was breaking the chains. Yeah. And taking out, actually, during that time, I was reading this book. I don't remember who it was written by, but it was about breaking general, generation curses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah at that exact same time. So I was praying that book over my life and mm. saying that, you know, depression, anxiety runs in heavily in my family and mm. I will not let this seep into my life and my daughter's life. 
Mm. Oh, wow. I love that so much. I love so many things. There are so many things that you just said. Um, the first thing that just comes to mind, I love that you said you surrounded yourself with godly women, other yeah. women who could hold you up and pray with you and you could be honest with. And I think sometimes when we go through these seasons, we do tend to isolate ourselves and then we don't have this, this group of prayer warriors or this group of support around us when we desperately need each other to help hold our arms up. Um, and right. I love that. Okay, Shell. So I have to just tell you something really quick because I think there's so much power in the ability to connect with um, life experiences. Yeah. Um, and as you're talking about this depression and your this, it kind of runs in your family. So, girl, I'm right there with you. Um, for eight months, I thought that I had postpartum depression um, with my with my almost one year old, and so it's been this massive journey for me. And I would say probably most people that know me. Yeah. think like, man, she just has it together. Yeah. But it's been this great, massive journey. And I knew, um, like I just started to pray, Lord, you have got to direct me through this. You have got to give me answers. And so I started to get just really vulnerable with the Lord and just saying like, you need to show me who I need to be meeting with. And he led me down a very specific path to a specific um, doctor that I'm meeting with. And she's working to actually help balance my hormones. And it's, it's, it's not a depression that they found in, in my life. It's a lack of, um, hormone balance. And I think that there, I think there are some women listening to this right now, Shell, that need to know they are not battling with depression. They might just need to see a doctor and have some lab work done and figure out if there's any hormone imbalance. Um, because this doctor, she did not know me. She sat down with me and she said, Heidi, has anyone ever tried to tell you that you struggle with depression? And I said, yes, for many years. And she said, next time that happens, you just need to smack them in the face. She said, because you're not depressed, you have a hormone imbalance. And to me, Shell, that was so encouraging because it felt like there was light at the end of the tunnel. And so we're now working to kind of fix that and bring some balance into my life. But um, I love that you said that you we're willing to just pray through it because that's the point I got to as well. Like my family is too important to feel this way. And so yeah. I am going to, I'm going to take control of this and, and fix this. Um, right. and I think women that feel that way, women and men, but if you feel that way, depressed or whatever, mm-hmm. take control mm-hmm. and get in front of someone that can help walk you through it. Yeah, because get a there are, opinion if you need yeah, to. there yeah. are answers for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So recently, um, I loved your blog post about when you just, you were so vulnerable and shared about your biological mom passing away. Can you talk us through, that was just a, what, a month ago? Um, yeah, about two, three weeks ago, yeah. Okay, can you share, can you share that story with us? That was so powerful. Yes, um, well, I had, okay, so what really threw me for a loop is that I don't, have a relationship with my biological mom. Honestly, I feel like she's a complete stranger to me. Mm-hmm. I have seen her a few times growing up, and there has been some phone calls exchanged. Um, but overall, she was definitely a complete stranger to me. She was a drug addict and alcoholic, so mm-hmm. I really didn't want the relationship right. um, to really you know, succeed because... I knew that if I wanted to start a family too myself, I didn't, I didn't want that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that weight on my family, on, on my daughter and my husband. Yeah. Um, so the, let's see, this was the night after Easter. I was in my bathroom downstairs just bawling, completely heartbroken, and I didn't know, I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. For From 11 p.m. to like 3 a.m., full-on crying. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, my husband's going to come down and first be like, Shell, get to bed. I have work in the morning. What's wrong? Yeah. Um, or he was going to be like, why are you crying? And I was thinking, well, if he, if he comes down and he asks, I'm just going to say, I think I'm going to, I think I'm starting my period. And <laughs> honestly, I was like, I don't understand why I am breaking down like I am. I must be starting my period. Yeah. Um, so this went on from 11 to like 3 a.m. And I, I, my heart hurt so bad. And I remember getting up from the bathroom, looking at myself in the mirror, taking a deep breath. And I looked at myself in my eyes and I said, I think my mom just passed away. Hmm. And as soon as I said that and I released that, I was able to go to bed peacefully. Hmm. The next morning I got a phone call that she had passed away that night. Wow. For me, that that was so confusing to me, and mm-hmm. I think that weighed on me more than anything because I was so confused. I I was confused as to why I had this connection with her, basically. Mm. Um, I had so many emotions when it came to that. I was almost kind of angry that I had this almost biological connection with her that I knew that she was fading away. Hmm. moment she was yeah um because this woman did birth me but she never raised me she was never there for me um and I guess I was in a state of anger because of that Hmm. it wasn't until I told one of my best friends and she said don't look at it as like a biological connection because she's like I honestly don't think that's what it was Hmm. I think it was the Lord preparing you for the news letting you have that moment of grief Mm -hmm. before you knew because I think if I would have broken down after I might have found out I probably wouldn't have handled that well yeah um when I found out that this woman who gave me life and abandoned me passed away I didn't know that I would grieve the way that I was going to grieve I had no I honestly didn't think that if I have ever if I ever received the news that she was going to pass that I would even have I thought I would honestly feel numb to it because like I said I don't know her mm-hmm. so in feeling feeling um the the grief and and the sorrow that I felt it it didn't sit well for me, honestly. I didn't know yeah. how to digest it. Yeah, sure. And I think for me, I needed to be okay with grieving. I needed to be okay with how I felt. Yeah. Because I honestly, I honestly, I, I honestly wasn't okay with how devastated I was. But looking, you know, looking back, is at, I just really needed to reassure myself that you know, this is a grieving process. It's yeah. okay to grieve. And yes. It's okay to grieve the way you need to grieve. Right, right. Shell, I read that post. And um, first of all, I thought that was so brave of you to share that. Um, I think you probably spoke into a lot of lives when you opened up that door and yeah. shared your yeah. you walking through that. 
But in that post, you said this. You said, I felt completely helpless and devastated. And then you went on to say that you knew you needed to search God's word to bring you the perfect comfort. And I love what you said next. You said, I searched um, God and asked for comfort, and I was led to this verse. It's in Matthew 9, 22, and it said this, Daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And I thought it was so profound that what he led you to was to speak the word daughter over you. Yeah. And to give you that peace. Um, because he is, though you are grieving that earthly, biological woman that birthed you, he's your heavenly father. And, and he called you daughter in your moment of grief. Right. How, what, what kind of peace did that give you, seeing that in God's word? So... Growing up, I definitely struggled even with the word daughter, like if, of who I was, like the mm-hmm. identity of who I really belonged to. Yeah. I struggled with that. And that has always gave me comfort knowing that I am the daughter of the king. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, knowing that he wants me as his own. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so... I remember reading that verse and because he gave that to me during this exact time. And I was, when I just read daughter, I just broke down. Mm. I immediately took pride of that and just immediately was assured that my identity is in him and he is my father and he really is putting his arms around me and saying, I want you. I Mm. want you. Yeah. Well, and what a powerful testimony that you have now for your daughter, for Brave, to say, look at who God has made you to be, and not because of what other people have given you, but because who God has, what God has put in you. I mean, you just have this beautiful, um, yes, very um, gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching story to tell your daughter, but what a, what a witness to her about your bravery. Oh, thank you. Thank but, you. It's so beautiful. Heather, something else Shell said in that exact post, um, and I think that anyone listening, read, especially if you have adopted children or if you are an adoptee, I think this post could really encourage you. But Shell, you said this, and I think it's so, so beautiful. You said, though my biological mom gave me up, I have always thought how incredibly brave that was of her. That was such a selfless act because she wanted to better the life for me, and she knew she wouldn't be able to offer it to me. It's disheartening to think where I would have been if she had not made that choice. And for that, I thank her for making that decision. And then you followed it up with the verse out of Ephesians 1.5, where it said, God already planned to adopt us as his own children. This was done by Jesus Christ. In his plan, God wanted this done. I think that your story of such extreme heartache, but yet you finding the truth in God's word about who you are in him is so profound and so powerful. I think that that platform that you have, that story that God's given you, um, though the enemy probably meant that for evil Mm -hmm. in your life, I really believe God is using that in a way that you are going to be able to reach a lot, a lot of souls with, with simply that post that you made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really hope so. It was very, it was a tough post, 
for me to write. I'm not there, usually, there, I'm not at all vulnerable on my um, blog. I, it's a fashion-based blog. Right, yes. Um, I do, I do, it's, it's definitely, um, I throw in, you know, my face and my lifestyle in it as well, but I just focus more on fashion. Yeah. So it was definitely um, a tough one to write, but I felt like it needed, it needed to be out there because, not a lot of people know there's so many people that go through this but don't know how to cope because you know no one really shares that and no one really there's not a book that tells you how to grieve over someone that you don't know that someone that someone who gave you up and I remember receiving messages on Instagram um like I I just went through this and I didn't know Mm. who to talk to who to go to who to reach out to because my story is so unique of mm-hmm. being adopted and losing a biological parent that mm-hmm. I didn't know how to handle it or who to turn to. So I, that's why I decided to write it because it's not a topic that gets talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know that, I know that for me, um, if I could, if I could somehow make sense of this for someone else that's going through it, then that's, that's worth it. Oh, I, I just think, I think it is probably going to impact so many more people than you can even imagine. And mm-hmm. I love that God is allowing you to use something like a fashion blog yes. um, to still proclaim truth and to reach peace, people and to share, you know, share the gospel in a, in a way that seems abnormal because it's a fashion blog. But how cool is that, that God will use whatever he can use to, to get that to happen. So switching gears just a little bit, um, still along just God doing miraculous things. Can you talk us through your move to D.C.? Because I know that that is just such an incredible faith story. Can you tell us that story? Yes. Um, so, like I said, I've been in the area for almost three years. So we, me and my husband were from, we're living in New Mexico. And in New Mexico, um, people that live there stay there. You know, <laughs> yeah. you don't leave New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that God would make a way for me to move. And my heart actually was in D.C. Um, because I knew my sister was there, I had visited D.C. as a teenager and stayed with her for a little while. And I I just, that's where my heart has always been. And I've always mentioned that to my husband. Yeah. Um, well, about three years ago, we had found out that I was pregnant. You, you had the cutest way of telling your hubby that you were pregnant. Oh, yeah. Oh! Tell... <laughs> Tell that really fast. That was so cute. Okay. Yeah, so I, I peed on a stick that morning, and, I, and I, I was about to go to work. And when I saw the, the lines that said, yes, you're pregnant, I was like, there's no way I can go to work. I, there's no way. Um, and so I, I called in. I was like, hey, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I'm going to take a personal day. And I ran, like, literally to the doctor, and I was like, you got to confirm. I brought the pee sticks to them. I was like, you have to confirm this right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so they got me in, and they confirmed it, and um, I went straight. The, the store next door to the doctor's office was Dollar Tree. Yes. So I went to the Dollar Tree and bought all the pink and blue balloons that they had. Perfect. <laughs> and so I filled our bedroom with all of these balloons. 
um, with our bed on the ceiling everywhere, and then lay the P6 out with a sign that says, guess what, I'm pregnant, but I made homemade with a Sharpie and paper. <laughs> and um, I literally just waited for hours until he got home from work. Oh. <laughs> just like, like, oh my God, like, okay, I did all that. I went to the doctor, decorated the room, and now it's only like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have to wait for him to come. So I remember literally, because I, I had this plan that I was going to record him, and and um, if he, when he opened the bedroom door, that I would be in the bathroom hidden, recorded. So I literally sat in that bathroom like that whole, that many hours. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so I finally hear the garage door go up and um, I get my camera and he sees my car in the garage. So he knows I'm home, which is unordinary because he always, he always came home earlier. So he's like, shell, shell, finally opens the door. And it's so funny because when he saw the balloons, he's like, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and I come out, I'm like, surprise! And he's like, really? Really? And I'm like, yes, I'm pregnant. Um, so that uh, that evening, obviously, we were so thrilled, so excited. We just laid on our bed, looking at the pink and balloon, um, balloons up there on the ceiling. And then reality like hit the next day we were like oh crap we are pregnant <laughs> how is this going to take place like um I wanted to stay at home be a stay at home mom um that's kind of another reason why we did wait so long we wanted to be financially stable but we did have that like how are we going to afford this yeah. if she quits her job and if she's a stay at home mom yeah. yeah so my husband um he, being who he is was very stressed out he's like oh my god I gotta go through all the numbers hmm. and he kept telling the Lord through this, like, I, Lord, like, if only you can take away our mortgage, that way we would be fine, and Shell can stay home with a baby, mm-hmm. and I don't remember him telling me that, I just was, like, laughing, I'm like, yeah, that's, an, that's a prayer that's, like, never going to be answered, right. it's an impossible prayer, right. like, right. it's not going to happen. Who does that, right? <laughs> right, like, who asks God, like, if you could just take away my mortgage, you know, like, that's, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So what's funny is that 24 hours later, the next day we get this call and it's my sister from DC and she's like, Hey, um, I kind of have something to throw at you. I want you to think about it. But, um, this is at the time she had the three babies and she says, daycare here in DC is so expensive. It's like, it's, it's more than our second mortgage. If you guys are willing to quit your jobs and come move here, and if you were to um, watch our kids in exchange, we'll give you our second townhouse free of, free of mortgage. Wow. <laughs> well, what's funny is that I had found out that I was pregnant the next day, and not I haven't told a soul. And so I'm like, Shauna, like, we literally found out that we were pregnant last night, and we were praying that you know, God would take away our mortgage. Wow. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, she was just stunned. And so we're like, okay, it's a yes if, A, we can sell our house and B, um, Josh can find a teaching job mm, yeah. in D.C. Well, it was already, like, summertime, so we had to move out there quickly because jobs were already filling up for the next school year. Josh needed to be out there literally in like in less than a month to go find a job. Wow. And so the thing about our neighborhood is that it had a 
horrible reputation with the foundation issues. Like there, we, it was built next to a hill, and the water always ran down the hill. So mm. there were settling issues yeah. with the foundations. Literally, homes were getting demolished and rebuilt around us. Mm. There were tons of foreclosed homes around us, and like everybody knew in our city, like do not buy a house there because it's gonna fall apart. Oh my! <laughs> so we got a realtor, and we said, okay, like this is. We need to sell this house. It's how much we want. It's how much we're asking. And we need to be out of here in three weeks or less. <laughs> and our realtor laughed in our face. Yeah. And by the way, who does, who's not a Christian, she doesn't believe in God. Like, she laughed in our face. She's like, that is ridiculous. There are foreclosures, like, literally two houses down, there's a foreclosure. Like, that's oh, not wow. going to happen. Yeah. And, um... And she even told us, like, you better be praying hard because this, this is absolutely ridiculous. Huh. Um, so that weekend, I had a wedding to shoot. So we went out of town, and Josh came with me. And while I'm shooting the wedding that weekend, Josh is literally pacing back and forth down the hall, just, like, stressed out. He's rubbing his head and just praying. And mm. every time I had a break, I would go and try to calm him down. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. he's so stressed out. He just found out that... His wife is pregnant, and he has this opportunity to move, but he has to tell us how to get a job. Aww. He's completely stressed out. And it's a pretty big deal. Yes. Yeah. So during one of those short breaks that I had, I went to go see him, and he's like, he's just he just looks shocked, and I'm like, what's going on? Well, the realtor called him, and literally the first thing he, she asked was, "Have you been praying?" And he's like, "Oh my god, all day, like all day. <laughs> I'm just so stressed out. Of course, I've been praying." <laughs> And he's like, well, um, the realtor said, well, these, this couple, this older couple literally walked into the house, completely fell in love, said that they needed to have it because they, here's the thing, I've always prayed over my houses that the peace of God would just like overflow mm, yes. the house. Yeah, yeah. And um, especially with my background, it's really important to me. I yeah. really want a peaceful house. So um, what's funny is how, told her realtor when he walked in and she had quoted this to us that he felt such a peace in the house that he had to have it wow shell that's amazing and so yeah so so she's like you won't believe this like they want the house they want it for what you're asking and um they but here's the thing they need to be you need to be out in like two weeks (laughs) because they need to be in here in this house and we're like oh my god like that's exactly when we need to move oh i love it so then, so okay, so we're like, okay, essentially we have a house in D.C. and no job, or here we have a job and no house. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we felt like God was leading us to go to D.C., but we really needed that confirmation. We really needed God to, like, verbally tell us, like, you, you, it's okay to go, because um, Josh was, Josh was very um, fearful about this. Like, he, mm. he his situation with him growing up, his dad moved across the country um, for a job that fell through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. unfortunately, that it, it it turned their life around and they became extremely poor over it because they mm. couldn't find a job and it was just a rough situation. Yeah, scary. So he had this fear, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to my family, mm-hmm. my pregnant wife. Mm. So um, that... We went to church that week, and we, were, we looked at each other, and we haven't told anybody yet that we're pregnant and that we're thinking, we're considering of moving and that our house is sold. Wow. And we're like, oh, my God, this could 
be our last Sunday here. This could be literally the last Sunday of seeing all of our friends. Um, I remember we we stopped in the car and we were so stressed out. We were completely stressed out. We grabbed each other's hand and we just prayed like, God, you need to speak to us today. You need to give us a yes or no. So we go in the ser- sermon and um, the, the church, our church was big. It, it was about 800 people that night yeah. um, that attended. And there was a guest speaker and he preached on a sermon that talked about um, get out of your rut and change your life to find your future. That yeah. was the title of his sermon. <laughs> and the whole time, I honestly felt like he was staring at me the whole time. And I was like, well, this is strange. Like, you're, you're kind of making me feel uncomfortable. I don't know why this pastor keeps staring at me. I'm like nudging Josh. I'm like, do you feel like this man is just staring at us? <laughs> so the sermon ends. We're like, yeah, yeah, good sermon. And <laughs> we were like, let's just go. Let's just go home. We're too stressed out to talk to anybody. We don't want to slip that I'm pregnant. We don't want to slip anything. Let's just like ignore everybody and go to the car. <laughs> and so we're walking. And this, like I said, our church was huge. And it was a long foyer. And so we're going past everybody, walking to the car as quickly as we can. And I feel a tug on my arm. And he's like, wait, wait. And I turn around, and it's the guest pastor who mm-hmm. we've never seen or never met. And he's like, he's like, I've, I've just felt the whole time that message was for you. And God is telling you that you just need to go because he has it all under control. He's got this. Wow. Just go. And then he points. He literally, I remember seeing this, he points his finger right on Josh's chest, and he goes, especially you. Like, God has something for you, just go. Wow. And we were like, I mean, our jaws were on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, we walked to the car, and Josh was like, I guess we're moving to D.C. I guess we have to tell everybody now. (laughs) So we threw a party. Um, and we announced we're pregnant. Yay. Everybody's cheering. And then it was, and we're moving. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It literally like two weeks and we need you all to help us pack our house. Wow. And so that's how we ended up here. Um, we, we moved here in, in two weeks and then, um, Josh literally got a job 24 hours after we moved, after living here. Wow. So you had like three... Three major back-to-back answers from God, like clear. What's funny, yeah. What's funny is that everything happened in 24 hours, right? So, like that Sunday, like Josh and I very much wanted wanted to get plugged into a church right away, and so like we went to National Community Church, and the sermon series was literally called "One Day: How One Day Can Change and Define Your Life." Wow, <laughs> wow. It's almost it, like it was, God was in the details. We're, we're, like, we're living this. Like, this yeah. literally just happened all in one month. Wow. That is incredible. So what – and Josh got an amazing job too, right? Just just right yeah, after that. Yeah, job like he wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was able to just have so much peace and know that he was providing for his family and you guys had all these answers. That's amazing. Wow. Right. Yes. So I have a question for you. What would be then your encouragement to someone who is being – faithful in prayer, being bold and asking for something specific that they, they need or they want, but they're not feeling that clear answer that you guys experienced. What would be your encouragement to that person? If you like knew how many tears I shed and how many times I like begged God to, to, to 
take me out of New Mexico. I mean, that was a, a really, that was really important to me. I didn't yeah. really want, I didn't want to grow a family in New Mexico. Yeah. And what's, what's funny is that looking back, I wasted so many tears, mm-hmm. so many days of like doubting and just being impatient. When God already had it under control, yeah. he, he was probably like, like, Shell, like, I have all of this worked out. You're, you're going to be amazed once it happens. You just yeah. need to wait and be patient and trust me. And so if someone, you know, if you are going through that, if you're praying over something, but you're not hearing a clear answer from God, honestly, just take comfort that his timing it's the absolute perfect and the absolute best for us, for yes. our situation and our life. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I had gotten pregnant any sooner or later, it wouldn't have worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the, all, all, the, everything that lined it up just perfectly. And if we had kind of done it our own way, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have worked out. If we had moved to D.C. when I wanted to, this whole thing about staying at home with my daughter and having a place rent-free mm-hmm. and growing up, and her growing up with her cousins, yeah. this, it wouldn't have happened like that. Yeah. So I would just, I would say just, just take comfort that his timing is absolutely perfect. And he does have something for you. Yeah. You just need to trust him. Oh, that is such a good word. That is a specific word for someone I know listening yeah. right now that they needed to hear that exact thing. God's timing is so, so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's transition a tiny bit. That that story is so incredible. I want to talk a little bit about, so we've covered you're a mommy. Um, let's talk about you're a stylist and you are a body positive blogger. So fill us in on that, how that venture all came to be and the meaning behind um, kind of your branding, your blog, all of that fun stuff. Okay, yeah. So my blog is titled The Courageous Beauty. And um, that is named after my daughter. Her name is Bravely, which means courageous, and Belle, which means beauty. Mm-hmm. And so when we were trying to figure out a name for her, we really only cared about the meaning of the name. We kind of did it kind of opposite. We were like, what What do we want to speak over her life? What do we want her to grow up to be? Yeah. Um, we want her to grow up to be a courageous beauty from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, brave with her faith, um, fearless with her dreams and her hopes. And so that's what encouraged the blog name. And um, for me, it was about teaching people how to be comfortable and confident in their own skin and in their natural beauty. Because I look at it as, because I am a style blogger and fashion blogger, I feel as if if you're comfortable and confident with who you are inside, that's Mm going to reflect on your outward appearance. Yeah, yeah, so good. And you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be confident in your own skin. And I definitely, I'm definitely huge advocate. Like, you know, um, I, I did a, a, um, a photo shoot with like no makeup, like a no makeup mm-hmm. photo shoot, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> which was, which actually was kind of um, difficult because in the blogger and like blogging world. You know, bloggers don't do that, honestly. Right, like, right. Especially fashion and styles and beauty bloggers. They yeah. don't They don't go do a professional photo shoot with no makeup and encourage others to strip it away because they're doing the exact opposite. They're, yeah. like, they're pushing the product and they're right. pushing, you know, to yeah. the makeup and stuff. So um, with a Courageous Beauty, it, um, I, re- I really wanted women 
um, to embrace, you know, themselves for who they who they were and who they mm-hmm. are, and um, and that reflects also with the inward appearance. And I like I talk about what it really means to be a courageous beauty within. That is so good. I love that. Um, that you know, we all I think are we're all made in the image of God, and we all have this this beauty about us. And I think just so often we don't, we choose not to see it. Mm -hmm. And I've often thought that, you know, when I look down on myself and I think, oh, well, this isn't good enough or that's not good enough. It's just like slapping God in the face and saying, you didn't do good enough, God. Like this, your creation is not good enough. And it's just so the opposite. Like his, we are his creation and we are in, in all of our differences and even in our flaws, Mm -hmm. we are, we are beautiful. And that's one of the things that Heidi and I, love to highlight on this podcast is just that ordinary is extraordinary and it doesn't matter if you um you know are a stylist or a fashion blogger or a stay-at-home mommy or an accountant or whatever you are god has uniquely made you beautiful and extraordinary and i love that there are other women out there that all of all of us together are just speaking this positivity over people and saying like be confident in who god made you to be yeah. Well, and don't you don't you girls feel like I think we women especially, but don't you feel like we should be speaking it over each other more often? The things that are so beautiful in yes. each other. Yes. Like that fa- is correct. Yeah. Like okay, so obviously, Shell. I mean, you're stunning. That anyone that's going to look at your photo is going to know that you're this stunning beauty. Um, oh, thank you. But I'm sure you have you know things about yourself that you're like, oh, I would change this if I could. Yeah. But. I mean, what a positive thing to be able to speak over people like Heather, you have the most beautiful, brown, gorgeous eyes. And as we're speaking those things over each other, it builds our confidence. Confidence. It builds our belief in how God made us. Um, And I kind of like, I love to do this in public with strangers just to tell someone like you have the, you have the most beautiful smile. Yes. And then watch them light up. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, and instead of comparing, instead yeah. of thinking, well, I don't look like her or I don't have what she has, mm-hmm. praising other people yes. and giving them that confidence. Right. Yeah. I love it. That yeah. is so good. So you have quite a following on your Instagram is also a courageous beauty, correct? Correct. Every, yes. Everything is under that name. So is that ever, um, is it ever overwhelming to realize how many people read your posts and follow you? Yeah, it definitely can be. Um, yes, and, and to a sense where I definitely feel the need that I, I want to have that virtual relationship with my faithful followers, and yeah. I, it kind of, that becomes a struggle. Yeah. Um, I do receive a lot of, you know, messages from my followers, which I absolutely love, yeah. but in a sense where I don't know how to kind of, since I work at home, right? I don't know where to kind of draw the line of, like, separating my time with my family, like my personal life, with yeah. work life. Yeah, yeah. So that part of it gets hard. Yeah. But yes, I mean, I absolutely have to be very um, cautious of what I what I put on my blog and my even the pictures that I post. I have to be very cautious. Am I reflecting um, what I like to say, like a courageous beauty would look like um, with, yes. with, with the choices of clothes that I choose, with, right. you know, um, with my surroundings. Like I have to be very cautious that that when I say that I am that I want to reflect courageous beauty with the courageous beauty when I started the blog it was for me mm. that really honestly helped me define like how can I be a courageous beauty mm. how can I reflect um, God's love you know yeah. and so yeah. 
I have to I have to be very cautious of that because I have this I guess you would say image of what people think when they look at my blog and um, though I though I am not <laughs> though I am not a true a courageous beauty you know what I mean that's what, honestly what people see mm-hmm. through my yeah. blog yeah and that's because yeah. that's my name that's my branding so I have to be very cautious of what I'm doing on there and what I am sharing because I there are a lot of eyes on my social media account and um if I'm going to speak that over to others and encourage them to do the same thing then I need to be true to that myself yes absolutely well and I just love that God has entrusted you with his influence Mm. you know I think he has allowed you to have this platform because he trusts you with it and you're you're obviously caring for it so well Mm -hmm. and um it's a gift God's given you and I'm I'm so proud of you for just getting that message out there about mm-hmm. that that positive body image and, and not being afraid to share your faith and not being able, you know, being afraid to be, um, I love that when women can be, we can be interested in fashion and we can have a strong faith, yes, you know? Yes, yes. And it doesn't right. have to be right. one or the other. And I I just, I love that so much. Heidi and I love fashion. You know, mm-hmm. we love to look nice. We're not um, afraid to have style and and that is mm-hmm. but we also have such strong faith and and that is something that we want to wear proudly as well so well and I think it's good for I'll say specifically for Christian women to know that it is okay mm-hmm. to take good care of yourself yes um right and yeah because like I I really focus on the part like you can be modest but be incredibly stylish yeah stylish at the same time (laughs) absolutely yes absolutely yes well god's word says that we are like our bodies are his temple yeah you know his spirit resides within us and so at least for me i want when someone sees me Mm -hmm. you know i want them to think wow there there is something different about her yeah and you know not because i want them to be focusing on my outfit or or how my hair is done, but because I want them to be reflecting who God is in me. And yep. okay. um, I think that as we take time to be healthy, to be mm-hmm. positive about ourselves, mm-hmm. about our body, about yep. um, who we are as women as specifically, um, I think that we're, we have such a better witness yep. if we are positive about how God has wired us and designed us. Yeah, that's really good. So if you want to um, go follow Shell, she's at A Courageous Beauty. You definitely have to check out her blog, acourageousbeauty.com. There are so many incredible posts on there. Great tips, great styling tips. Um, She just, your Instagram is so fun to follow. I love it every time a new picture pops up. I'm like, oh, how fun. This one's so fun. Um, Thank you. So go, yeah. So go give her a follow on Instagram. And so Shell, as we wrap this up, first of all, we are just so touched by your vulnerability and what a story you have and what an amazing journey you have been on. And I am so encouraged by the fact that you have been through uh, just some things in your life that would, could have destroyed you yeah and yet you have persevered and you have found such a strong faith and um courage and bravery in walking through these and what a what a great witness for so many people who need right now need to be encouraged that life is hard life might throw some things at you that aren't fair but god is faithful and he will see you through and he will he will abundantly bless you as you remain faithful and obedient so thank you for sharing that that's so wonderful Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So as we wrap up, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Mm. Yes. So 
I was very reluctant at that age. I guess I still am a little. And um, I would definitely tell myself to just go out and be fearless because you are capable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you have a God that back you up and mm-hmm. that works all things for his glory. So um, I would just honestly tell myself just, just to be fearless. Fearless in your faith, fearless in your dreams and your hopes and what you want to do mm. and um, grasp it. Mm. I love that. That's so good. Well, Shell, we're going to let you go. We're going to let you get back to your family. But thank you so much for joining us here on the H&H Hour. Um, next time we are in D.C. visiting our family, girl, I want a coffee date. Yes. Absolutely. Is that Absolutely. okay? And it can, it can be with the kiddos because I'll probably have my crew too. Yes. <laughs> yes, that would be so Mommy cute. coffee date. A mommy coffee date. That'll and we can talk mm-hmm. about some fashion because I do love we some fashion. We definitely need our coffee. Amen. That's that keeps <laughs> me running most day, girl. Coffee and yes. prayer. Coffee and prayer, and we're covered. So, <laughs> well, hey, we are so happy that you've listened here on the H and H Hour today. Um, we hope that something that Shell has said is just resonating in your heart and in your soul. If you have any thoughts or questions specifically for Shell or anything that you've heard on this episode, please feel free to send us a message here at the H&H Hour. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You also can find Heather on Instagram as Heather Taves. Heather E. Taves. Heather E. Taves. Yep. That's I right. always forget the E. That's okay. It's Heather Taves was taken, which I didn't even know there was another Heather Taves in I mean, the world, but I guess there is. So. Yeah, there must be. So, <laughs> so follow her, Heather E. Taves. I'm Heidi Bolt. Um, and we, we love to pray for you. So if you've got some specific needs, we touched on a lot today in this episode. Um, so if there's something that you're going through, reach out. We will be praying for you. Um, and if you want to connect with Shell, you can do that on all of her social media sites as well. So thank you for listening and we will see you guys next time.